0: Currently 45 degrees in Danville, Salem and Roanoke, 43 in Lynchburg, 45 in Bedford, 45 in Appomattox.
1: I was lucky. I was offered a lot of things very fast. But Lansbury felt typecast, often playing someone twice her age. So despite her success on the silver screen, she moved back to Broadway. I knew that I could do something more. In her 40s, she hit a Tony trifecta. Winning for MAME, DEAR WORLD, and GYPSY. Everything's coming up, Rosa. To an even younger audience, she was Mrs. Potts. I thought you might like a spot of tea. After seven decades in theater, film, and television, that Angela Lansbury loved acting was no mystery.
0: Wow.
2: Several years, 12 years on CBS. Yes. You know, just what a career of of varying things.
0: Well, I mean, she was active for over eighty years. She was in her first movie Gaslight in nineteen forty four. And she played a really tardy (laughs) maid. Oh. Yeah. She was a she was a trampy she was a trampy little maid. And then in the long hot summer with uh, Paul Newman in nineteen fifty eight she was the one that was chasing Big Daddy. (laughs) She was the other lady. That okay. lived in town. I mean, she she played all kinds of interesting characters: Manchurian yeah. Candidate, mm. uh, Death on the Nile, mm. Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Remember that yeah, when we were kids? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, so pretty pretty <laughs> cool, pretty neat lady. Quite a so, celebrity. And then uh, in in Mary Poppins Return, she was in that too. Oh, okay. So yeah, she will she will be missed. Just a few days shy of her uh, of her birthday. Yeah. Five days shy of her birthday. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's sad to see some of these folks uh, that we grew up watching, yeah. you know, go away.
2: And, and, yeah, just the fact that she made it as long as she did well, I and mean, was you, active
0: so for so long. We had Loretta Lynn. That's encouraging. Now we've got... Angel yeah, happens in threes. I know that's what Who's they say, be next? but it is—it uh, is true,
2: though. It seems like that. That's for but sure. That seems
0: like that's an accurate thing. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, whose uh, career is still alive and well is Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Can you believe the success? Yeah. That that she's having uh, still as the you would think at her age she would be like yeah I'm probably not gonna do another Halloween yeah well probably not gonna she's I wouldn't want to mess with her. Well, no, (laughs) they're saying this is the last one. Okay. I mean, it's called Halloween ends. Yeah. But
2: did it really end?
0: I don't know. I don't know. She's sixty three and still rocking it. So yeah, you go, girl. She does look good. You do it. Taking care of herself, and you know she's
2: she lives outside of Hollywood. She's chose to do that for years, to not get stuck in that. Well, you can't really blame her.
0: Can you? No i don't i don't blame her uh so we were talking a a little bit about um biden and his 15 minute hour-long interview Mm -hmm. i'm not really sure how that worked and then we have fetterman who he came out and did another interview now i was a little surprised by that
2: were you well yes and no he's got to be out there he's running for crying out loud so you're um, saying
0: he just doesn't have any choice. I, I
2: don't know if he has a lot of choice, especially with all the questions out there about his health and his ability to. I mean, they're they're setting up special reading devices so right. he can see the questions. They and, set
0: up a monitor so he could read them. Yeah. Um, I mean... Because he has auditory processing issues. Yes. Well, how can you listen to your constituents if you can't comprehend well, here, what's being said? And you know. And I'm not picking on the man. No, but I, I, I think it's you know. As a senator, that's all they do is stand and talk and, and debate and listen and debate, right? And, and so, how oh, that's can what you, they're
2: supposed to do. How can you pull that off? You know, when you're when you're in the mess that that he's in. I
0: mean, how I I don't. The, she, he was on Katie Tur reports, right, and um, both Burns and Tur noted, this would mark the first time Fetterman has sat down for a one-on-one interview. Mm-hmm. Now, she did say that um, prior to the interview, before they started the closed captioning, he had an even harder time understanding the conversations. Okay. And she did say that the interview was unconventional. Right. Uh, just because of how it was it was set up but he's you know a pretty unconventional candidate well yeah he wears the hoodie all
2: the time i don't know what's up with that i I guess he just wants to be considered one of the boys but you know the most exclusive club of 100 in the world is the united states senate you you know he's not going to be able to wear a hoodie in the senate sorry
0: well they are continuing to deny requests for medical records for the candidate after his stroke they won't provide those wow and um so do you have some of that
2: yeah I, i actually have you know him in in an interview I don't know which one it is cuz I I just can't tell from this point but we'll we'll give it a whirl he has a hard time understanding what he's hearing now once he reads the question he's able to understand you'll hear he also still has some uh, problems some challenges with speech and I'll say Katie that just in some of the small talk prior to uh, the interview before the closed captioning was up and running it did seem that uh, he had a hard time understanding our, our conversations. We've asked multiple times for medical records. We've asked uh, for interviews with someone from his medical team. Those requests have so far been denied to NBC News and other outlets that have
0: requested this.
2: Keep in mind um, that is MSNBC, right? which tends to really lean left, and it doesn't have any, um, I apologize, it doesn't have any of the actual interview. It just has. That was one of the interviewers. That was the the lady that interviewed him, and she was explaining some of the things that you just said, you know, in real time there. Hmm. So, yeah, it's uh, it's messy out there for him. We're yeah. gonna have to wait and see what's gonna happen.
0: Well, um, speaking of messy, yeah, I don't know how this thing got started, but Salty has just blown up on the Tom Sullivan show. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. We started we st- getting texts yeah. from listeners yesterday during our show. Mhm. And uh said that some some guy had come on and mm-hmm. had written something on Twitter right about Salty and had accused Tom Sullivan of making Salty up. Now Salty's been calling for in to ratings me for ratings. Right. Tom uh, Salty's been calling in to me for I don't know six years maybe yeah well on the, like when that. you were on the other morning when show, i was yeah. on the other morning show mm-hmm. so i mean salty's been around for a while i thought the funniest part of it well we went back and, and tried to listen to try yeah, to catch and, and, yeah. we played catch up
2: yeah so here, here
1: here's what happened two days ago he gimmicks to boost his ratings i can hear his response i don't know what you people where you people come up with this stuff tom's talking Thank about you, his own Kurt. show where do these people come up with this stuff so this other guy who thinks that Salty is fake says, yeah, I know Tom uh, from California days as well, but when you have a nationally syndicated radio show, gimmicks boost ratings, producers call the shots. I would. No, they don't. Um, I find that interesting because his name's Grant. Grant, I, I, do you have a lot of experience in broadcasting? Because um, the way it works is the producers... Produce a lot of the elements of a show, but the person who calls the shots is the person whose name is on the door. So the answer to your question, Kurt, is yes, that's true. But then Grant says, uh, sure, but Salty is so obviously a fictional character designed to improve ratings. Very predictable, very purposely humorous, very timely and on point to send a right-leaning message... Look for it next call in. you'll start to see it. So oh, I see Grant's not from the right side. So he can't figure this out. <laughs> then he says, remember, it's a business. Also, it is so much easier to deceive people on the radio. Oh, my gosh. Where do
0: you, where okay. do you come up with this Salty, stuff, Grant? Salty, on point. This is probably the first time, not the first time he's been called humorous, right. but timely and on point. Right. We hardly ever can get him on. Now, he does have moments of brilliance, I will say. Okay. (laughs) But timely and on point. Love it.
2: Now, this is the response yesterday on Tom's show. And it starts out with an email from one of our
1: listeners. Uh, Lynchburger here. Salty has been a regular local caller for years. WIQO. Grant says not buying it. Uh I got email. What's the where's the one? Um I got a ton of emails on this. Uh this is from Teresa Leonard. Says Salty, Tom, I heard a bit of your show yesterday. Apparently some of your listeners do not believe Salty is real. I live in Alta Vista and work in Lynchburg. Salty has been a fixture in Lynchburg for years. He's been active on our local radio stations. Uh, his work hours changed. He doesn't call in our local morning show as often as he used no, he to. Doesn't. He calls into your show more. Locally, we love Salty. He's a real, genuine guy. He's a conservative. We love Salty locally. Teresa Leonard, Montana Farm Dexter's. So, yeah. so <laughs> let's bring in. So we got Salty sure. on the line. Salty, um, they don't oh. believe you're a real person. They don't believe you're real. Tom, I almost didn't
2: call today, Tom, but I'm getting those same messages from the people I know here in Lynchburg and Amherst County and all around, the listeners of yeah. the IQO. And uh, can, can I just read something? It all started when I got this uh, this uh, note from this guy named Mike out there in California, Tom. He said, hey, Salty, I'm listening to Tom today, and I guess... You're a figment
1: of your own imagination. Uh, uh, and he said, I'm just laughing my head off. Uh, uh, Tom, oh. Uh.
2: Anyway, he goes on. and, and
0: Oh, my.
2: So he, he called in to, to, I guess. Interesting. Because of all the, all the attention that he's getting, phone calls, apparently, or texts or whoever is reaching out to him.
0: Oh, man. But, uh, That's free. funny. We'll try to
2: get him on before the end of the week. That's pretty great. 866 916 3776. We got about a minute and a half. Who do we have?
1: Hey, you got Lester. Uh, we get ready to check off on our trip. Uh, the uh, come to the table group. Oh, nice. Eat our ham, oh, yeah, good. Think, uh, that, that wasn't our salty, I don't think, talking yesterday. That, it sounded like his alter ego. <laughs> you think so? Yup. Did you he wasn't, you know, normally he stammers a whole lot and everything, but well, I, he I think, was
0: stammering at the end there. I think he was a little, I think he was <laughs> really? a little taken aback, honestly. By the whole he thing,
1: was going, he was going back and forth between he, he was going back and forth between his salty and his alter ego. <laughs> like, just my opinion. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair
0: enough.
2: All right. Fair enough. Yeah, he was stammering there towards towards the end. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah,
0: he was uh, he was struggling a little bit. Hey, listen, you enjoy your trip today, yeah, okay? Yeah, have a good have a good time. We'll see y'all. All right, see ya. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> I think there's a lot of conspiracy theories going on around now about. Uh, about salty, uh, apparently. All right. Okay. Oh, anyway,
2: hey, let's go a break. It yeah. is seven eighteen. We got to get there, and uh, and we'll be back with some some more stuff.
0: Mass exodus continuing in Chicago yes. in more ways than one. Mm. All right,
1: fellas, let's go. It's the rebirth of Common Sense Talk Radio. We are the Morning Jam. I did it again. Oh, baby, baby. Oops, I did it again. I played with your heart. Got a lost in the game. Oh, baby, baby. Oops, you think I'm in love. Got a sense of the I'm not. The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark. On the Virginia Talk Radio Network the
0: a theme song for Cook County State Attorney Kimberly Fox, apparently. Yeah. Uh, more attorneys resigning.
2: You know, she was the one we have done stories over the last year and a half. She's a hot mess.
0: Oh, my gosh. You Big think time. she's a hot mess? That's nothing compared to her department. Yeah. Uh, three of the four Cook County assistant state attorneys who quit in the past two weeks, three of them all quit in the same day. Wow. These were felony assistant state attorneys Mm -hmm. who worked out of the Cook County Criminal Court building. They were being asked to volunteer their time. Volunteer, that means you don't get paid. Mm -hmm. Um, Covering (laughs) traffic court in a Bridgeview, Illinois courthouse due to staffing issues at the Bridgeview location. Mm -hmm. Now, these resignations come about three months after a 25-year veteran Illinois prosecutor, mm-hmm. took aim at Kimberly Fox's policies in a public resignation letter. Mm-hmm. More than 235 mm. people have resigned from her office since July of 2021. That's according to the Chicago Tribune.
2: That's just, that's
0: that speaks volumes and
2: and bleeding out
0: you can you that's what that's an undeniable you can't ignore that right
2: you can't and and we already know that the that the legal system in chicago is a mess because of all the crime
0: it's just former cook county assistant state's attorney dan kirk who knows fox right who previously worked in the same office Mm -hmm. under uh state attorney anita Alvarez described the head prosecutor as a great individual, mm-hmm. an intelligent lawyer, but he thinks her tenure as the elected district state attorney has been an abysmal failure. Look, you can be a great person and an intelligent lawyer. That doesn't mean you can head up an office like right, that. Right, right, right. Just because you mm-hmm. tick some boxes.
2: Right. Well, we already know the <laughs> press well, secretary's say, checked all the boxes, and she's incompetent. Well,
0: not the press secretary. Let's talk about the vice president.
2: Oh, I know. Just, I mean, good lord! Saying. The she's the latest,
0: popular, you know, the most powerful position. Same thing. Um,
2: I would play her laughing, but one of our listeners says they can't handle it. Well, it, it's going to drive them crazy because
0: they want to drive into a tree. Right. So when when she laughs, we can't be responsible for that. I know. I know. Uh, apparently, uh, they say Fox's implemented policies have made Chicago less safe. Didn't think that was possible, but it is. <laughs> right. Uh, It's emboldened criminals. It's created a new level of brazenness. Oh,
2: yeah, absolutely.
0: That was just unimaginable prior Mm. to her tenure. Right. But it's also been a failure from the perspective of what it's done to the state attorney's office. Mm -hmm. The most senior people have all left the office.
2: Wow. That's
0: That's unprecedented. When you don't have experience. Right. When yeah. You don't have seasoned professionals with cooler heads.
2: You have instability at a greater rate than it's already there.
0: I mean, because they've seen the things that have been tried and have failed.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: She likes to blame it on COVID. Everybody right, likes right. to blame yeah, everything sure, on sure. COVID. And
2: they're still blaming it, even though it's over, Yeah, according to Joe.
0: Uh, except the problem is, in every other prosecutor's office around Chicago and in the neighboring counties, they've either maintained their size or grown.
2: Really? Yep. That's interesting. hmm Wow.
0: <laughs> yep. She did release a statement earlier this week, or yesterday, saying she's proud of the employees who've remained. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> one's, one's her cousin. <laughs> right, exactly. On her on her daddy's side. Right. Uh, says, we've just brought in a new class of attorneys, 50. You've got to acclimate 50 attorneys. Oh, I
2: can't imagine. I just cannot imagine. Yeah.
0: And they're not fully staffed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This is this is t- how does she still have her job?
2: I think this should become a reality show.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. This is this is a disaster. You know who they need? Who do they need?
2: They need Denny Crane from Boston <laughs> Legal. He needs to go in there and take his gun out.
0: Well, it would seem that it's not just the people in her office that are exiting oh, Chicago. Okay. We were right. talking yesterday. Yeah. About um another big company leaving mm-hmm. Chicago right um just because you can, they can't do business it, there they anymore they absolutely cannot
2: I mean they they want to take care of their employees have families I mean it's not
0: a safe place now, well this time in, it, big,
2: in big cities it's just not safe in like new york city and in Chicago and l a and San Francisco
0: Tyson is relocating from Chicago yep. And Dakota Dunes, South Dakota, mm-hmm. towards the firm's corporate headquarters in Arkansas.
2: Arkansas a safer place. Well, every place has it is for crime. now. What well, is for now? Well, they do have a Republican governor, and, okay, and we've got well, this one story. Nine out of ten of the most popular governors in the country, according to a new poll, are Republicans. So you've only got one Democrat that's a stand out there. All the rest of them are Republicans because they're tough on crime let's face it
0: well you've also got um citadel ceo former richest man in illinois mm-hmm. moved his hedge fund and much of his personal estate from chicago to guess where florida Flo- i was gonna say yep. florida mm-hmm.
2: it's it's a it's a friendly state for
0: citadel alone plans to invest yep. as much as a billion dollars in its wow. miami headquarters
2: wow that's
0: Griffin spent a hundred and seventy five million on property in southern Florida, four hundred and fifty million on land for a new estate north of Palm Beach.
2: Mm-hmm. That's pretty amazing. huh. And is that's South amazing. Florida. Yeah, Palm Beach. Yeah, I mean they're... that's where the money's at. Mm.
0: I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's gonna take to get these people to wake up to I... see I don't either. What's what's happening. I mean, we were talking about San Francisco yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People are leaving yeah. in droves there. Yep. They've got all these high taxes. Who's going to pay them? The homeless, nobody, well, the homeless people are yeah, going to pay it. There's nobody to the people left that are pay pooping them. on
2: the streets and their stop needles. Stop
0: saying that. I'm sorry. Every well, time do. we talk about homeless people, well, you no, say that.
2: Every time we talk about San Francisco homeless people because they make a pretty big deal of it.
0: Well, they need to stop.
2: <laughs> I agree.
0: They need to stop. You need to stop saying that. I
2: mean, have you <laughs> seen any of the stories where they come in like once a week with people with hazmat
0: suits? I'm sure they do. pressure cleaners? Well, thank goodness they do that.
2: Or maybe it's not saying. even once a week. Maybe when it just gets so out of hand, they clean it up. I mean, it's just ridiculous. We also uh, gotta democratic go to, leadership. We got to go to break. Yes, we do. Got
0: WDBJ seven coming, coming up. They're coming up. We'll talk about Biden's proposed gig worker role. Gig worker. Mm-hmm. What's that? Well, let's put it this way. It could um, it could cause small businesses' operational costs to absolutely skyrocket. Oh,
2: that's what we need yeah. while businesses are struggling and the
0: supply chain is already. Well, we we need to. It's something that we need to be all aware of, and, uh, and Gosh, maybe we an can stave some of it off. But we'll we'll talk about that that gig worker ruling coming up. Wow.
2: Well, Kimberly McBroom. She's going to have some news for us locally, Campbell County. Thefts are on the rise. Attorney General heading into our area today to cast some vision. And Danville hosts Danville's Night Out. Nice. She's going to talk about that. And then Janet and I will be back if I can talk. <laughs> I'm just so riled up right now. 866-916-3776 if you'd like to chime in on any of these topics. Love to hear from you. Text us 434-248-0704.
0: Currently, we have forty-four degrees in the Lynchburg area. We have uh, forty-five degrees in Salem and Roanoke, forty-six in Danville, forty-six in Appomattox, and forty-six in Bedford. You know, you like it when you see things happen
2: that are that are good. Buildings getting built. Mm-hmm. This one, I'm. I've got a. It's a mixed bag for me. Okay. Because things do have to happen in court. Nelson County just got a new adult drug court. Okay. Thanks to a seven hundred thousand dollar federal grant from the US Department of Justice. You you have to be able to process people. It just it's just sad to think that we have to have a adult drug court because it's uh, just its such a problem. The court will implement an eighteen month. <clears throat> will implement an 18-month to help nonviolent offenders struggling with addiction find ways to battle substance abuse. That's all good. And have rehab built into the system to help people get back into society, and that's all positive. It's, it's sad that we've gotten to that point, but, I mean, this is across our country. It's the biggest thing is getting them on the road to recovery uh, to help them out uh, and beat addiction. So I guess I can't be too upset now that I've gotten into the story a little bit. Daniel Rutherford, Commonwealth Attorney for Nelson County Court uh, says all these things. The grants will be used over the next four years. The goal is to help assist more than 10 people each year by hiring more counselors and involving more resources when it comes to drug addiction.
0: Well, the Academy Center of the Arts is hosting a free salsa night, um, and that's going to take place on October 14th from 7 until 10. Organizers say they will be celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month by connecting with the spanish community spanish-owned business artists and performers the event which is partnered with lynchburg salsa will be at the warehouse theater at 519 commerce street i went to a salsa class once mm. but then i showed up with tostitos and i was like clearly this is wrong <laughs> that's so. my kind of salsa you are my people I high know. five yeah high five <laughs> this is the wrong class i'm looking Wait. for the cooking did class. you bring
2: medium or hot sauce
0: Oh, no, I just brought the chips. I thought the salsa was provided. Oh, the salsa. Oh, okay. It was a salsa class. Gotcha. One would think the salsa would be made there. And
2: it needs to be medium and hot. I know. And extra hot.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Maybe we'll have our own salsa class, and that's (laughs) what we'll
2: do. And it'll be hot, baby. And we'll make the salsa. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Janet's five and nine. We make the salsa, then we dance. Right.
0: There you go. Okay.
2: Well, October the 12th, that's today. 1945, though, is the year. President Truman placed a Medal of Honor around the neck of Lynchburg native Damas T. Doss. DeMoss, uh, De, DeMoss I'm sorry. De, De, Desmond, Desmond T. Doss. T. Doss. I get the name right. Desmond T. Doss. Uh, to mark uh, the honor, the city of Lynchburg has issued a proclamation that today, every day, every day, every time the 12th rolls around, that we dedicate it to him that day. So that is today. This year, uh, Desmond Doss Day will be celebrated at the Monument Terrace Troop Rally Friday, October the 12th. have well, they've been doing that since 9-11, right? Yeah. Down so. there. Tom uh, yeah, Current are. and the gang down there, so faithful every Friday. Uh, so that's where they're going to gather uh, to talk about this amazing individual. They did a whole, Hacksaw Ridge, the movie, is about mm-hmm. his life. So yep. Desmond T. Doss Day today.
0: Well, firefighters are on the scene of a house fire in southwest Roanoke that left one person dead. A 911 dispatch crews were called out about 6 o'clock this morning. They arrived at the scene to see heavy fire and smoke coming from several sides of the home. Crews called out a second alarm for additional assistance. Fire officials say on the scene, uh, two other residents were rescued from the home. Their conditions have not been released at this time. They do say that at this point, the fire is under control.
2: Hey, before we go into the crazy gig story, yeah, can we talk about the? uh, Since you were talking, (laughs) this is silly, but since you you (laughs) silly, since we were talking about salsa, right? And you, you know, people sway their bodies and you see their curves moving all around. Can we talk about curves and the fat cat thing?
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah. So here's the thing: there's a lot of national days today. Yeah. And it's National Pet Obesity Day. Okay. (laughs) We played the
2: little snippet earlier. Right. About the cat. But it's
0: also Celebrate Your Curves Day. Yes. So what is with that conflict, people? I don't know. I don't think all this should be going on at the same time. But It it is a
2: conflict of interest in my mind.
0: There is, but there's also a story where they're celebrating the curves. Right. And they're celebrating the fat animals because we have the fat bear week champ has been crowned well because but but there was controversy
2: surrounding it that. was rocked
0: by voter fraud mark there was voter I mean, fraud it was um apparently <laughs> uh bear 901 was really trying to come in and take oh. over bear 747 uh, it was it was can we very... give him
2: names and not numbers that sounds so impersonal well,
0: 747 wants his name because he's like a big old jet airline. he's like
2: a jumbo jet. yeah he's
0: like a boeing <laughs> so he's okay with his number okay <laughs> Um, all right <laughs> bear 480 that's otis otis has, okay has been the four-time champion of the competition right um but uh apparently you know 901 is a golden she bear oh
2: okay. she's an upstart oh an upstart well yeah, we...
0: hashtag me too um <laughs> so see she's the How one about
2: hashtag me too heavy <laughs> me
0: well her too heavy Call her having puppies not oh, puppies cubs okay. cubs right yeah uh, so she's, yeah. And if they're not fat well. enough, their body doesn't do well with their. Coats. But oh, apparently, okay. they you. were rocketed by scandal over the weekend when the uh, Katami National Park Twitter unveiled that spam votes had attempted to sway the election. Those
2: bots are at it again, aren't yes, they? Yes, they are. Bots for
0: bears. Yep. They tweeted, right?
2: Bots, bears, and Battlestar
0: Galactica. That's right. It appears someone decided to spam the Fat Bear Week poll, but fortunately, it was easy for us to tell which votes are fraudulent. Wow. We have discarded those fake votes, <laughs> and despite the fraud, 747 won the election wow. and advanced to the championship scandal for the ages, stuff in the ballot box. Well, maybe they could... Fake votes.
2: Make, maybe they could be around November 8th and help count our votes.
0: May- I, Nationwide. I know. Maybe we could like hire them, but we can't hire them as a, a as as a gig worker because. Oh, I know. Apparently, that's bad. They're in trouble. Mm-hmm.
2: As a matter but- of fact, if you're like an Uber or Lyft guy and you had stock in those companies yesterday, well,
0: I mean, it's not just that. I mean, you think about. When you think about the gig economy, there are so many mm. different businesses. You've got IT, yeah. people, software development, accounting and finance and project managers and education. Sometimes there'll be like, yeah. you know, professors that, that just, you Their know, do certain work, online. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, construction, freelance writing, media and communications, uh, you know, voiceover work. If you do uh, right. graphics work, when, all of that. When I shut my business
2: down, I became a contract worker in many cases. Right. Uh, we were just talking about the stocks that this is what uh, happened on cnbc yesterday got uber down nine and a half percent right now um the reason does appear to be uh headlines around the biden administration's gig worker classification proposal Um, basically the proposed rule is a test the labor department will apply to determine whether workers are contractors or employees for companies and the test will consider factors such as how much control workers have uh, over how they do their jobs, how much opportunity they have to increase their earnings by doing things like offering new services. And if you have little or uh, virtually no uh, control, well, then you're considered an employee. And if that was the case, the proposal is a potential blow to gig companies and other service providers. There you go. Hmm. So if you want to be your own boss... You know, self-employed, right? And you want to be a contractor. Let's say you work at a company. I had a lot of people over the years, and I'm sure you've met them too, Janet. They worked for a company for ten years, and they were there were layoffs and stuff, but they still remain a consultant with their old company. Exactly. My neighbor does that.
0: I've got I've got several friends who work to consulting. Those are
2: those are gig workers basically, Mm -hmm.
0: and they're saying now that companies are required to provide certain benefits and legal protections to employees, uh, but not contractors making employment of those types of workers more expensive so they're saying gig workers have an advantage over regular workers.
2: Well, here here's the here's the thing it, is there's no Why do you care? overhead and those kinds of things are right. very little
0: overhead. Um, as long as you're getting your pound of flesh.
2: Yeah. They're getting their tax base.
0: So so what difference does it make? I guess they can, you know, stick it to the business owner more. Um, Well, you're talking about raising prices. Right. Yeah. Labor Department said it would take into consideration the worker's opportunity for profit or loss, investment, permanency, the degree of control by the employer over the worker, and whether the work is an integral part of the employee's business, among other factors. It's none of your freaking business. Right. right. Mm Mm-hmm. None of your business.
2: FedEx has done this for years, but but there was a story in July of this year. FedEx is planning to bring in a gig-style workforce to carry out deliveries, and what the union warns is the first sign of an the Amazon effect. Apparently, Amazon working on those same those same platforms because it's cheaper for business. Business has to cut. They have to compete with the world. Okay, other parts of the world, and we're going to this needs to cripple be shut down. business even more now with ru- government interference they want to get their fangs in everything
0: 866-916-3776 do you have a business that this impacts mm. what are your thoughts on this um and and how do we how do we stop it yeah that's the thing right because that needs to be nipped and i don't time. know if that
2: can be a, a, a you know a, a executive order kind of a thing because that would affect so much of the economy We've got to get Republicans in a bad in it. way. Yeah, in a bad way. It's already bad enough, and they want to screw it up even more. We've got to have the House and the Senate just to, just to hold back this out-of-control federal government.
0: Mm-mm-mm. It is out of control. Hey, when we come back, um, a, the genius of Prince mm-hmm. is the focus of a Supreme Court argument. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Okay. I'm just saying. That's
2: well, Prince was it's a copyright case. Oh, is it? Okay, yep. gotcha. Gosh, he had like twenty thousand songs in the vault. I remember when he passed, they were talking about that and who was going to get the rights. I think he had a biological sister that that inherited a lot of his stuff or something. I don't.
0: Know. Well, we'll uncover it when we get back.
1: Sweet. The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark. We are the Virginia Talk Radio Network. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb.
0: Well, the Prince copyright case looks like it could have some significant effects on the rights of artists in uh, everything from illustrations to songwriting. They're going to hear arguments today in a case that could decide whether artist Andy Warhol violated copyright laws when he based a series of paintings on pop icon prints mm-hmm. on photographs he didn't own. Oh, wow. In 1981 the uh, phot- photographer Lynn Goldsmith mm-hmm. created a series of photographs of the musician Prince after pitching him to the editor of Newsweek as the next big thing. Goldsmith, 74, has photographed portraits of rock and pop icons from Michael Jackson to Springsteen to Madonna and has been featured more than, on more than 100 album covers. Goldsmith describes how she chose specific Touches like purple eyeshadow, lip gloss for her subject, uses specific camera lens Mm -hmm. to capture a shy, then-undiscovered Prince. There's a reason I pick everything I pick, she said. When Prince's star exploded Mm -hmm. with the release of Purple Rain three years later, Vanity Fair commissioned Andy Warhol to recreate, with permission and licensing fees, one of the photographs from Goldsmith's 1981 shoot. What she did not know was that Warhol also used her work to create an entire series of silkscreen images without her permission. Ah, okay. That's probably going to get her. Yeah. I'm guessing. In 2016, after Prince died, Vanity Fair published one of Warhol's recreated images, saturated in bright orange paint for the cover of its special issue, The Genius of Prince, Mm-hmm. Goldsmith realized that her photographs were being used without her permission or her credit, huh, according to the filings, the Warhol Foundation charged condy Nast Vanity Fair's parent Company ten thousand dollars for use of the images and required the magazine to credit a w f the Andy Warhol Foundation mm-hmm. Goldsmith received no credit wow. She is asking the Supreme Court to uphold the Second Circuit Court of Appeals ruling that Warhol's images did not constitute a transformative use, which the fair use legal doctrine of the copyright protects. How about that? All righty then. Well. If they didn't get permission.
2: Yeah. Well, it's going to come back. Copyright stuff is, I mean, it's pretty cut and it's, dry. It,
0: it's, um. well, it can be kind of tricky though. You know? I mean, Yeah. An array of friend-of-the-court briefs were filed on behalf of Goldsmith, ranging from the Screen Actors Guild to Dr. Seuss Enterprises. Wow. Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee, home of the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, also weighed in with concerns about how altering copyright laws copyright laws could impact the music industry. Mm-hmm. Artists and songwriters in particular rely on copyright protection yeah. to ensure they're compensated. Yep. Huh. All yeah. right. I'm going to keep an eye on that one today because yeah. I'm... I've got a particular interest in, in those types of things. Yeah, but uh, Prince still shaking things up.
2: Shaking things up. Been gone since 2016. Wow. Even after he's gone. That's well, he's been gone six years. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Well, a study of 182 big cities, including Chicago, Detroit, Washington D.C., Baltimore, and Dallas, uh, has ranked the most dangerous U.S. cities. The California cities of San Bernardino, Oakland, and LA mm-hmm. have been ranked among the most dangerous. Threats really? to safety in the U.S. come in many forms. No one can avoid all danger, but frankly, some cities are simply better at protecting their residents than others. Hmm. San Bernardino was ranked particularly dangerous. Um, only ahead of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and St. Louis, Missouri. Really? Fort Lauderdale's up there, That's huh? what it said. Wow, that's... That's what it said. That's
2: tough. My uh, wife's people are from there.
0: Following Sam, San Bernardino, California's top, top ten most dangerous cities included Oakland, L.A., Stockton, Bakersfield, Long Beach, San Francisco, Riverside, Modesto, and Fresno. <laughs> but they also had several cities ranked among the safest. Fremont, Irvine, Chalua Vista, Santa Rosa, Glendale, mm. and San Diego. Oh, okay. Other notable cities ranking lowly on the list as the most dangerous, including Detroit, Michigan, yeah. Philadelphia, yeah. D.C., yeah. Dallas, Baltimore, Atlanta, and Chicago. Mm. The top five safest cities Columbia, Maryland, Nashua, New Hampshire, Laredo, Texas, Portland, Maine, and Warwick, Rhode Island. Definitely
2: not the other Portland. Holy cow. No. My no, gosh. They, that, that didn't a, do too well. That's an accident looking for a place to happen or a robbery or something. Yeah, they've...
0: How did Baltimore do? That's what I want to know. Well... Have you seen that video that came out? The no. Baltimore high school brawl caught on video?
2: Is this where they slammed the policeman? Uh, to the ground. Uh, um,
0: oh, was that Baltimore, too? I don't
2: know. I don't know. I, I, all I saw was... The, a... These
0: are students. These are these are young kids just beating the crap out of each other. Right. A uh, massive brawl broke out at a high school in Baltimore County. hmm Parents and the community activists are raising the alarm on children's safety. Yeah. Cell phone video, of course. Sure. Captured by a bystander shows two groups of students swinging wildly at each other in the hallways of Lansdowne Senior High School. The school's principal tried to break up the altercation and was attacked.
2: Oh, I can imagine.
0: How can our kids learn when they're in fight or flight mode? Mm -hmm. We wonder why grades and proficiency levels are so low, because how can these kids learn when they're surrounded by violence? Well, guys, they're learning it somewhere. Sure. I mean, come on. Yeah. Baltimore County Parent and Student Coalition uh, member spoke to local media there. Testing shows that many students in Baltimore are falling behind. Mm-hmm. 77% tested at an elementary school reading level. And, and how old are they? In high school. Yeah. They're high school. Um, 2% were reading on grade level. 2%. That was it. Wow. That's. School board district is hosting a town hall and student safety tomorrow evening. I, did, did they, uh, didn't they? Push to defund, I think, the police, too. Baltimore? Yeah,
2: thinking they did. Um, yeah, I'm thinking they did. I don't know. Baltimore, I mean, we've had Trey Watkins in the studio before. He he lived there, and, uh, yeah, he's, he's talked about Baltimore a lot, and he, um, he learned his eyes were opened up wide when he lived there.
0: Now is, uh, yeah, defund the police mantra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. okay
2: not surprised you know most of these cities that you've mentioned other than Dallas I, I don't know if Dallas is run by a Republican or not, but these are democratic cities big time so
0: well there's a lot more uh, Democrats in Texas than there than there used to be yeah, that's sure. for sure yeah they've moved in from California but, but my thing my thing is this my kids knew when they went to school mm-hmm. if you go up in school and you start scrapping and fighting and carrying on right you know there's going to be a bigger scrap when you got home yeah you don't do that Yeah. Mm -hmm. you just don't do that so so these the parents of these children have to bear some responsibility
2: what my i I dare say they would get into the fight with the uh the principal 866-916-3776 got about a minute you're on the morning jam
1: hey guys good morning hey uh i was listening to that print story y'all had and uh I started thinking about Salty. He needs to uh, trademark his name since he's getting famous. And, uh, <laughs> That's right. My uh, my trucker buddies were calling me yesterday and day before, and they were like, we need justice for Salty. And, justice for Salty. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, and they were like, how come Gizmo don't call in and support him? And then <laughs> there'll be a Gizmo and a Salty from Lynchburg, Virginia, on <laughs> Tom Sullivan, and then they'll be like, what in the world is going on in that <laughs> Justice for
0: Salty. Justice for Thank Salty. You.
2: Thank you, Alan. Thank you uh, for for enlightening us there. I didn't know uh, tr- the truckers were standing with Salty That's as well. Right.
0: Hey, we're going to be talking turkey trot when we come back. Yes, That's going to be coming up. It'll be here before you know
2: it. I know. Thanksgiving is around the corner. Bill Trufiro is next. He's going to bring us some local news from the Roanoke Desk. CBS First.